When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, here we go. The best three hours of my afternoon, and I'm hoping yours as well. <laughs> The Lori and Julia Show on My Talk 107.1 FM. If you're old school, or if you're new school, maybe you're listening on the app or on the stream, or sometimes we like to say as a podcast in the future. I like that. Hello, future mm-hmm. people. Yeah. How are things next week? Hopefully, Let us really know. awesome. Yes. Right. Hopefully, send us a t- send us an email. How they are? Let us let us let us know all about it. I have nothing to report from the bowling alley. Uh, I didn't take one note on a coaster or a napkin. We we watched the CMAs, and I was busy missing um, strikes and marks. Oh, really? Yeah, I just had one good game. Nothing to write home about. Uh, but the sound was down, though, right? You, yeah, oh, no sound. Okay. We just had the vision, and luckily one of uh, the bowling gals, she knows every country. Because I'm like, who's that? Who's yeah. that? Some of them I knew and some of them I couldn't remember, like Luke Combs. I was like, okay, he looks so different without a hat. Oh, yeah. You Who's know? that with the giant cleavage? Oh, that's Marin Morris. Marin, Marin Morris. Morris. She just had it. Those are nursing breasts okay. for your information. Oh, I love that. Yeah. because I love that we you know that, Laurie. Those Julia? Are, she, I know. She's darling. Yeah, she's very, she, she almost looks like a Kardashian. Her, her nose bron- is too thick. Yeah. Her nose is too thick for a Kardashian. Well, she would have had a Kardashian nose job. Yeah, she would have. But, but she anyway. was, I thought it was really fun um, watching it, actually, because, you know, it's like the Grammys, but for country music, because it's all music it was all and performances. And, and I thought there was some fun, you know, deep cuts there. I, I enjoyed it. It was um, something different. Yes, it was. Um, this is something that's kind of funny that's... Uh, blowing up going around the internet so a newspaper clipping from what would have been called the minneapolis tribune in 1963 because there were two papers yep, the right star was the evening the tribune was the morning or uh, vice versa okay yeah 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 so somebody uh unearthed this clipping okay. from 1963 and they asked and they had people's picture in the paper and their addresses. I mean, something oh, we would wow. not see. Okay, a photo. Totally. Here's the question, you guys: um, Would a would a woman be a good president? This is in 1963. Yeah. Okay. Here's Frank. No. Today their mind is one way, and the next day it changes. Okay. Here's Tom. Uh, no, I don't have that much faith in women to let them run the country. <laughs> then, Mrs. Mellum. No, a man is more responsible. Women have enough problems without being president. Then Mrs. Robowski or Romanowski. No, a woman is too likely to give in. They might not stand their ground when they should. 
Vern Howes, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. She couldn't do any worse than some we've had. Yeah, there you go. So, Vern, the internet is celebrating Vern. Um, first of all, people were shocked at the end, you know. Well, they, first of all, that they put the name and the address. Well, and, and the, the answers. Oh, the yeah. answers women is have, the first thing. The woman thing. saying, we've got enough on our plate already. Yeah. Is probably kind of like, oh my gosh, another job. Well, listen to this. Vern died in 1975, and because he chose not to voice the, uh, you know, the sentiment that was more common, that was socially expected of him, uh, five people have left virtual flowers on his virtual grave today, 45 years after his death. Oh. And someone uh, did a link to his gravesite. So That's sweet. People are celebrating nice. Vern. Who had the four giving a blunt answer to a sexist 1963 question? Do you ever go down the find a grave uh, rabbit hole where you can look at people's grave sites and I cemeteries? have not. You mean online or just oh, walking yeah, cemeteries? No, there's a website called findagrave.com, and not oh. only can you see like famous people's right. graves, but you can find like you know your grandpa, or you can you could put your grandpas on there and put a picture and blah blah blah. But I, I, every now and then I go down the rabbit hole yeah. where I look at celebrity graves. Yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah. Because some are amazingly ornate with, you know, Well, Joey and, and I both love going to cemeteries. Oh, I, we uh, do. Remember go, the first time you went to Philadelphia and there's there's cemeteries everywhere? Everywhere. And then in New yeah, right Orleans, in the city. And they're above ground. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I remember the first time I went to Philadelphia and we were outside of the cemetery where I think it was Benjamin Franklin's grave mm-hmm. was. And then the irony of, you know, a homeless person like kind of passed out right on outside his... of the gate of the cemetery. Right. Yeah, you know, but there that was just kind of on the east coast they're they're more in town and cuz it's older. Town. I mean it's older and it wasn't everything about it. Yeah. It's nothing sprawled but out no, over there. But no, we have not done that. But no. that's a, that's it's, something it's for a us. It's a Rocco recommendation if you if you're into that sort of it's thing. It's an RR. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's an, an RR. It's an R squared for Thursday. Yeah, I'm right happy at, with that Rocco. Right 309, yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> Because Nicolas Cage has a pyramid with an eye uh, on top of it already. He's oh, already really? bought He's his to place in New Orleans. He's bought his um, mausoleum, as That's it were. Right. That's the other grave site city that to visit, right? I mean, yes. have you been to the cemeteries there? Yes. yes. That's crazy. And they have a lot of good haunted walking tours, like at night. Right. And almost all of them end uh, up at uh, Lafitte. I think it was called some tavern. It's like the oldest tavern in um, the United States, like 1780 or something like that. I was to New Orleans when we were on a four. I was in, I think, third grade and we were on a car trip in our Dodge Monaco with the wood trim. (laughs) All five of us, mom and dad. And we went from St. Paul to um, Satellite Beach, Florida in the car, you know. That's a long so, drive. But we stayed at Holiday Inns. And here's my memory. I I think, I feel like I've been there because there were these pictures of my mom walking a lo- by the graveyards uh-huh. with the raised plots and everything yeah. and the, everything above. And I so I feel like I've been there. I have no memory, but I remember I was so short that the Holiday Inn pool, shallow end, was too deep for me. And I was, remember being so mad. <laughs> There's... And I haven't ever been back. You've gone with my brother, conveniently not inviting me. Yeah. Other people have gone. I've gone with your other brother, too. I know. That's yeah. what I mean. I yeah. mean, of course, you've gone with you, my brother, your husband, but you guys invited my other brother and not me. I had the idea, Rocco, years ago to the jazz festival. They all went 
without me. Yeah. Um, Are you bitter? A little bit, I guess. <laughs> I'm thinking it. But New Orleans is a place I would love to go when this is all done yes. and hang out. It's have really you, fun. Have you been there, Rocco? I went there when I was like 18, which was pretty crazy because they, you know, they allowed us to drink. And right. Oh, yeah. And my buddy just walked around and ate crawfish and drank hurricanes and but got, you haven't got been in some back. trouble. No, I'd like to oh. go back. I, we kind of did Bourbon Street and that even at 18 in like 1990 or whatever that was felt kind of cheesy and whatever i'd like to go back now that i'm older and wiser and there's so much see, good music yeah, there and exactly. the yeah. i mean yeah the jazz fest is just like i don't you, you said know, it was the bomb it, it was, was so, so great. wonderful it was so great because it's at the at their county fairground and racetrack and it's basically right in new orleans it's not way out so you can stay in the french quarter and just you know catch a taxi yeah. or something it's not a big a hassle of a festival to go to, go to, to. like Bonnaroo, where if you go yes. deep, deep into the woods yes, or, or you're something. Walking in the camp, you're walking through a farm field or desert. Or and Rocco, if you you know you ha- haven't been with us very long, but if we go back down memory lane, Lori and Casey were had tickets to the Rolling Stones at the Jazz right. Fest. Oh, and then Jazz Fest. I thought she was going at the last year. No, no, that was no, that they canceled because Mick Jagger had emergency heart surgery. That's right. And then a year later. They're coming to U.S. Bank Stadium, and that was an all-play. Yes, um, I everyone on the staff here was helping Lori get the tickets. Uh huh. Brooke, you know who you are. <laughs> and then that went away too. Yeah, but is that still? I mean, is uh, tickets are still good for like people, next the Rolling year, Stones or? gave people back their. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe some people hung on to their tickets, but at the ticket prices that the Rolling Stones yeah, were charging. Yeah, yeah. They just said, refund everybody. We don't know when we're coming back, even though they didn't officially cancel the show. And right. a lot of acts said, you got to cancel. We have to cancel before you get. Remember, that was kind of yeah. a scandal when this all first started. Because people were like, hell no, give us back our money. Remember, the Eagles were jacking oh, yeah. people around. And, mm-hmm. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, it's our story we can't get enough of. Hang on a sec. Let me get mad at you. It's that time of the week. Time for... It's Matt Belanger. 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 Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. Oh, Matt. Belanger. <laughs> Hi, honey. It still makes us laugh. Hi. Hi, how uh, are you? I'm doing. Listen, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, all things considered. I'll I'll tell you that. And I was listening to you, ladies, last segment, and I want to go to New Orleans with you all. <laughs> oh, please! I have never ever been to the Big Easy, and I I cannot wait to go. Oh, don't I kind of think it's going to be a it's, experience? Yeah, it's really. Yeah. It's it's like you know Las Vegas. It's a suspended bubble of just really fun, 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 fun. And you're happy mm. to get there, and then you're happy to leave. <laughs> Just you're like Vegas. You're like, All right, I want to go. I want to go home. I want my bed. I want. It's my shower. not one <laughs> of those destinations where you go. Oh, I, you know, like how, like Vegas. You're right. ready when you're ready to go, and so it doesn't feel yeah. bad that the vacation's over because you're like, I I've need to go it. home. I, this is yeah. too crazy. I need to recruit. Yeah, Coop. I can. I can totally understand that feeling. Well, guess where I just came from. Where you got a COVID <laughs> test. I did. I did. Oh. Yes. I just went to the Minneapolis Convention Center. Tell me. And it's one of the new saliva. His word makes gives me the heebie-jeebies, but it's a saliva testing location. And it's, uh, you know what? I was in and out of there in, it had to be 10 minutes, tops. Serious. And yes, they give you a test. 
It's in the uh, room E, which is kind of on the end of the building, and you enter from the First Avenue side there. There's lots of signage. There's free parking. Um, you scan something with your smartphone, and then they hand you the test. They make sure you haven't eaten or, or um, had anything to drink or, or uh, smoked or anything like that in the past 30 minutes because that will – that will mess with the results, so that's really important. And then they hand you your little packet. You go to, they escort you to a table. It's a giant room, and everything is very spaced out. Right. Um, I felt I felt it was well done. I mean, they was and this it, free? Smooth sailing. It uh, is and free. It's one hundred percent free. Uh, you you provide your insurance information, and if your insurance company pays part of it, that's great. But if they even if it's declined or you have no insurance. The state will cover the the okay. cost. Okay, and, and I, do you make I an appointment? Uh, you can make an appointment, and I made an appointment for two thirty, and I was a little early, but there was just no line. Okay. I mean, I could have just not had an appointment and walked right in. So, if you're on the fence, you're worried about standing in a giant line. Uh-huh. Sounds like early afternoon there at the convention center is a great, uh, great option for you. And and here's the big news of the day. Uh, well, there's a couple of big headlines, but yeah. one of them is every single Minnesotan now, if you don't want to go to the convention center or one of these testing sites, you can now request a test to be mailed to your home. Home, and it will, and you can get that, and then complete it. You know, fill up the little tube with saliva, and send it back, and, and that will also be one hundred percent free for you. How do and, we do that? Uh, uh, so I just called our, our website, folks, and I made sure of this. So so we have the link right now under the Featured on 5 section of KSTP.com. Uh, I'm on it just, right now, actually. I double-checked in there. And, and, Julia, you'll see when you click through to that, yep. it's a re- it asks you a couple questions. Have you been exposed? And you can requ- And I did it this morning, too. I also requested a test to be mailed to me. Right. And I'm going to hang on to that just in case I feel like sure. I need to ha- another test in the fu- in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, you do have to kind of um, have a virtual visit with a, a clinician, basically, while you're doing the test. Okay. So you, you, you know, but we, everyone's doing that now with COVID anyway. You have right. these virtual doctor visits. But uh, that's another option for free testing. So it's a, it's a big development that was not available to everyone across the state until today. Um, and I just went and did it, A, because I have, you know, I'm one of these people who still has to go to work. Yeah. Right. Um, so I want to I want to just check in where I'm at. But also, uh, they're encouraging young adults, you know, people basically between the ages of like, say, say, 20 and 40. I think you know, 18 to 35 yeah. is what the Department of Health. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's also high numbers in the other brackets. Right. Too. That's and true. So if you're in there somewhere, those are the people that, that are they're finding um, are probably asymptomatic. Right. But are but are spreading it the most, and they uh-huh. want like everyone in that age group to get tested right away. So all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
this mail uh, option is a big option for those folks, too, that they need to know about. So, Matt, I've got a question for you. If you yeah. want to go ahead and book the saliva test, because I know they started at the airport today as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to go into the airport. I mean, kind of, they're doing it like in the rental car area thing mm-hmm. and parking's free. How do you book it, though, the test? I was trying to do that. I was looking into that yesterday. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So uh, I'm going to suggest that we also put that link on our website. Will you? Because it it would be helpful. I'm going to make sure that we can do that because uh, it's all run by Vault Health. Uh, V-A-U-L-T. And so I honestly, what uh, what I've done is I just Googled Minnesota coronavirus yeah. testing, you know, airport, and it comes up uh, and you can get that way. But uh, I'll, I'll try to make that link an easy one, too. But for everyone, that mail order request free test is online right now if you guys want to do that. And uh, the uh, airport testing just opened today, as you mentioned, Julia, it's on level two in the blue ramp area. And that's another site where it's totally free. And that's, they're hoping that that encourages people to maybe consider traveling a little bit, you know, right. you can get a test right away, you can get a test when you get back, um, and you can book it in advance. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's that's really good. Um, it, you know, that, that's there for us at the airport, too. Really quick about bars and restaurants and private gatherings. Of course, this takes effect tomorrow. Every, your bars and restaurants have to close by 10, but... And we all know they need support, and this is critical. Uh, you can still get takeout after 10. So, if, you know, your favorite place, uh, you know, if you're bummed out that you're not going to be able to eat there, if it was open late, you know, after 10 o'clock, they'll have to shut down in-person dining at 10, but you should still be able to, to get takeout after that if that's your thing. Um, and and then kind of a, another side of things, they, they lifted the capacity restriction at retail. And so, you know, uh, clothing stores and the malls and all that, they're, they're thrilled about that because they need to make up a lot of lost ground here toward the end of the year. Um, and so they, they've, and the, the state officials, the governor talked about how they believe they have, they've studied this and they believe that bars and restaurants are, are where most of this transmission is happening. And it's not so much happening at like a store type environment. Right. And with the plexiglass and the precautions and the spacing that that's working well, for retail, but the bars and restaurants are still a problem area. And, uh, you know, we had 7,200 and some new cases just today and a record 56 deaths yesterday. It's so a record. Really I mean, we set a record for the second day in a row, the United yeah. States, because mm-hmm. our infection versus our population. And it's a thousand people a day, you guys. That's the equivalent yeah. of two jumbo jets crashing every day. I mean, when you yeah. think about how many people it is and the age spectrum, even though I know a lot, a lot of people go, oh, but 80 percent of them are old people. Well, I mean, maybe that old person was going to live, you know, another 10 years. Maybe right. that's your old yeah. person. I yeah. hate when I hear people say that dismissing all these lives lost. And I really yeah. noticed it this past Sunday being an avid obituary reader, Matt. There yeah. were so many it was like, you know, triple what it had mm. been the week before. Where And sometimes people don't say what people die of, but a lot of people are right. putting that in their obituary. As you plan the holiday gatherings, too, last thought here today, um, yeah. you know, there is a restriction on those personal gatherings. And so it's 10 people max, no matter if it's inside or outside, mm-hmm. and a maximum of three different households involved, too. So those are the magic numbers that the state's recommending begging begging begging. everyone to try to stick to because uh, because it's the only way that they the health officials have said that we're going to make headway trying to keep the keep the numbers down 
Yeah. Well, I will say I did see Dr. Fauci on um, some. He's been on uh, several um, uh, news programs, but he did say he he said it's not going to be a pandemic for a lot longer because the vaccines are going to turn that around, even though it might be something that everyone has to get vaccinated all the time. But Mm -hmm. he's sounding hopeful. But, you know, it's getting through these sort of next two months that he's just really wear your mask and follow what they're saying as far as, you know, believe this is you happening. Gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta, gotta do, do it. it. Well, know, that's masks are part of our lives. Great <laughs> news about the testing, Matt. Julia yeah. and I are going to do it. I mean, All right, I'm, I'm going to work on getting that link online please, for everybody. Okay, I'll do that do. right now. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Matt. That's Matt Belanger, Channel 5 Eyewitness News uh, anchor. and um, The link is at KSTP.com. Okay, great. We'll be right back with uh, Ellen Hildebrand. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this snowy Thursday. We are delighted. We are talking to uh, Alan Hildebrand, who is, of course, one of our favorite authors. We talked to her this summer for her latest and greatest 28 summers. And if you have read the Paradise series, the third book, which I think is the last book, Troubles in Paradise, is just out. So, Alan, thanks for being with us. Hi, guys. How are you? We're great. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, we are. We are great with everything that's going on, even though with the whole that whole Corona thing, we're just doing good. And my gosh, Ellen, this, you know, you're on fire you, with with your writing. You <laughs> recommended um, Raven Leilani. We had her on for Luster. Yeah, I think you told us about. Anyway, you're just I. We love following you on social media, Instagram and Twitter, and you're just. I don't. We don't know how you do it all. Oh well, Instagram is my fourth child. That's what I call it because I spend so much time <laughs> spend so much time on it. But I'm so glad you liked Luster. That was one of my favorites on the year, and, and that that's just that makes me feel good. Yes. Yeah, that's why we had her on because I saw it on your well, Instagram. You, and yeah. I think you also, when we talked to you for about 28 summers in June, we asked you what the last great book was that you read, and you told us that book. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So give people the setup of your paradise series because anyone who, I mean, I've been lucky enough to travel in the. U.S. Virgin Islands, and it's so beautiful. So I really love, you know, just like you write about Nantucket and your other side of your other books, this is just so yummy. Exactly. So I know you guys have already had snow. So um, the Paradise series is set down in the United States Virgin Islands, specifically on St. John. Um, And I am lucky enough at this stage of my career to spend five weeks down there. I've been doing that since 2012. And at some point, I guess it was after I finished up with my Christmas series, I decided that I wanted to write a Caribbean series. I think my publisher was a little bit skeptical because I had only ever written novels that were set on Nantucket. Right. So I had to convince them that writing on a, from a, with a scene in a Caribbean island um, would work. And in fact, the Paradise series is my best-selling series. Um Kenny, I'll tell you a funny story. So Kenny Chesney's publicist reached out to me like a week ago and said, can you please send a set, a set of the signed books to Kenny? He wants to read them. So that was exciting. Oh, my gosh. And I know. Well, who knows? Who knows if they'll, you know, but I did go to the post office with a box for Kenny Chesney. Right. Um, 
And the premise is about a woman, a middle-aged woman who lives in Iowa City, and she gets a call on New Year's on New Year's Day saying that her husband has been killed in a helicopter crash in the Virgin Islands. Meanwhile, this woman had no idea that her husband was even in the Virgin Islands. She's devastated. She and her two grown sons, one who lives in Denver, one who lives in Houston, all fly to the Virgin Islands, and they find out that their father-slash-husband has been leading a second life. And Mm -hmm. so the three books are all sort of about not only their discovery of, like, the betrayal, but also, like, how they themselves, like, find and create lives in the Virgin Islands. Oh, and it, it is like it. It is such a different place, you know, because it, it's a U.S. territory. Yet, you know, you're not in Kansas. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Right, it's got exactly. this whole, yeah, really other thing. And I always do think with all those islands and all those boats, I wonder what kind of shenanigans sometimes go on. Exactly, and I have really only just came <laughs> to the surface. Is my guess. Uh, all kinds of stories down there. But it's an easy place to disappear. And the thing that the book gets into a little bit is that the British Virgin Islands are are right next door. You right. can throw a softball at them, but it is a different country. And so you're going back and forth over, inter, you know, through international waters. So the rules get bent a lot because you're in one country one minute and the next country the next. And it's a water border, so it's hard to govern. And um, so that's brought up a little bit. Yeah. How about uh, his, has St. John, um, is it, you know, is it bounced back from the devastation that they had? Was it two years ago? Yeah, it was in 2000, fall of 2017. They had double hits, one hmm. from Irma. That's right. Winds of 250 miles an hour and then followed very closely by Maria. So Irma was a windstorm. Maria was a water storm, so one blew the roof off of everything, and the second one dumped water into it. So it was absolutely devastated. I got there to start writing the third book in the spring of 2018, and it was not the place that I remembered. But I decided to write the novels as though the hurricanes hadn't happened. Right. Okay. And so I, you know, sort of preserved a piece of St. John that was lost, and Every single person that I've spoken to in the Virgin Islands is so grateful, you guys. They are so, so grateful because one of the things that the books have done is it started to bring a little bit of tourism. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. Where the books are sent. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. And I personally can recommend Keneal Bay on St. John if, mm-hmm. if that fits your oh, budget. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous, but there's lots of beautiful places to stay in St. Thomas. And I mean, yep. this is the one year, Ellen, that people are going to, if if it works out for you, the deals where you, if you normally would stay at a three star, I mean, people, the deals are unbelievable out there. Yeah, exactly. For travel. Exactly. The nice thing about the Virgin Islands is that you're not leaving the country, so you don't need a passport mm-hmm. and you don't need all of the special whatevers that you need to, to leave the country, which is good. Yeah, no kidding. Sun Country, I think, plays St. Thomas. Where are we catching you? Are you in... Oh, you're in Boston. I saw your pictures on Instagram. I'm in Boston. In Beacon Hill. (laughs) I'm in Beacon Hill. I'm doing my revisions for next summer's book, which, of course, we'll talk about in June. I know. Golden Uh, Girl. I love... 
describe to Lori, because on your Instagram account, if people don't follow you, Elon Hildebrand on Insta, you have a great account. and It's so, Ellen. Ellen, I know. we Ellen, Elon, every time we're like, what? How do we I say know. your name? It's Why Ellen. didn't your mom it's just... I am Sweetie. I am Swedish. Swedish. Oh, that's it. That's the Swedish spelling. Yeah. That's how Tiger Woods' yeah. wife You're spells right. her name the yeah. same way. Damn. I'm like, why did yeah, they call her? Anta Svenska, Julia. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's, she says that, yet she needs to remember, too. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you you know, you do the table setups. The, the, the level of detail of writing your books is so fun to experience on Instagram. Because as a huge fan forever of your books and the setting in Nantucket, it's so fun to see how you set the table for the upcoming Golden Girl, you know, to write a perfect scene. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen that. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I write all my novels longhand. At this point, I'm using my computer because I've typed it all into the laptop. And I have my very special candlesticks, which are like the only expensive thing that I own. And they take extremely expensive candles, and I bring all those to Boston, and I light the candles, and I have my tea, and I go, I go back, and I go back, and I go back, so that every scene. I mean, I think people think that writing a beach book is easy, and that anybody can do it. <sighs> and the, the thing is, is it's super, super difficult to make characters that you love, to make a narrative where you want to turn the pages, things that you know, so that the whole thing makes sense and falls together, and you have some aha moments. That's all. It's all very, very. <laughs> Very tricky. So that's what I'm doing in Boston is I'm just revising, revising, revising. It's it's really fun to experience that with you as a lover of what the books you write and mm. knowing you. You know, I have a question for you. So so you had 28 summers this summer, which this was, so, was good. so good. And then the now, summer before, summer in 1969. And now, but now yeah, we have troubles yeah. with paradise. What? How long before you move on? How long do you let yourself enjoy, like this being a national bestseller? Oh, zero time. Okay. Oh, I take zero. You know, and I'm always doing two things at once. So, like, this, so Troubles in Paradise is out now. I am, meanwhile, like, revising Golden Girl, and then that is due always at Christmas. I'll have that in at Christmas, and then in January, like, January 1st, January 2nd, I will start writing my new book. Now, the one thing, ladies, that I am doing is I am, that Troubles in Paradise is my last winter. Okay. My last winter book. So I'm finally, after seven years, cutting back from two books a year to one book a year. And I know a lot of people will be disappointed. <laughs> but, uh, you know, for my own sanity and my poor children, yeah. right. I feel like I have, I have to cut back. And oh, aren't you've, you wor- you've earned it. My it. gosh. I mean, you, you're, you sell so many books and stuff. I can see that you would just like, let's enjoy this a little bit. You know? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounds hard, like, it's hard, too, because, like, when you said, I don't even stop for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't. When you're writing two books either by yourself, it's just, it's just not, That's, it's literally not. That is nutty. Is, is anything yeah, happening on the miniseries TV movie front with uh, any of your books? I mean. So, yeah, I have six deals. I have six deals pending. <laughs> oh, uh, Ellen, wow. Yes. I know, but the thing is, it's like, you know, the pandemic has really slowed everything right. down, um, and I, I, I couldn't even tell you, I will tell you that the Paradise series is has been optioned by ABC, um, they just found writers to do a script, so hopefully the script will be good to their liking, and there's all of these steps, 
I don't think people realize like how right. long you have to get a show on television. Like there are all of these steps. So ABC options, that's great. Now they've picked the writer. Now the writers that's have, to good. The have to write the script. Then they have to approve the script and decide, yes, they're going to go ahead and make the show. So I have things at various, at various levels. Um, I'm hoping that 28 Summers will be made into a film. We'll see. Uh, I think no more by the end of the year. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully by the next time we talk, I have more concrete info. And have has Reese Witherspoon optioned any of your books? Can you say? So she hasn't. I don't. I'm not clear that she reads me. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And, um... Well, I... She, I somebody needs... That. Some, some, we need to get yeah. somebody to tell her. Well, if she doesn't want to do it, we can point. think of other people that are producing. To, to 100%. Exactly, yeah. Oh my gosh! All right, so we have to ask you, what's the last great book you've read? Because you have so much time. Yes, excellent. So the book I'm going to post about tomorrow on the Instagram, which I feel like is a complete discovery on my part, you guys. This book is so 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 good. It's called Sea Wife, S E A Wife, and it's about a couple who have some pretty intense marital problems, and they decide to take their two small children out to sea on a sailboat for a year. It is like, it's a novel. So it has like drama and suspense right from the very beginning because one of the two of them doesn't come home and mm-hmm. we don't really know why. And, but it's got like a lot of domesticity. So it's like about raising, the, you know, it's a lot of like raising the little kids at like these exotic locations and the things with the boat, the sailboat, the sailing. It is so beautifully written by a woman named Amity Gage, A-M-I-C-Y Gage. And it is my number one recommendation Probably of the year. Okay. okay we, we've got to brag for a second. We, yeah, we did. We it did. Every, we interviewed her. August, her I think. Yeah, when her book came out. We and, did. Yes. Oh, we, my God. That's so awesome. Our, our book, we do a book a week, Ellen. Well, and, and Julia's taken over taken for Donnie, Donnie Love. And she's uh, getting the, uh, you know, oh. it's like a really quite a lot of work. We never had any idea how much, how hard Donnie works on booking authors and stuff. But See, that's wife, a great book. That's a great book. Did I have, not love that book? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I really but, did. The book that... Um, so we always love your book. Anything you write, people can never go wrong. And whenever people just say, I need an author to read, we always say, have you read any of Ellen Hildebrand? Because you've written so many, and you're just such a great storyteller and writer. But the the book for us that was so different, that blew our minds, was The Invisible Life, Life of, of Addie LaRue. LaRue. Have you read that one? I think I heard the phone hang up. She did drop out. She I think, did. Oh, something happened. You want I, me to get her back? Well, no, because no. we got to go. But, but just maybe call her and, say, call her and say, tell her that tell we're recommending the, the Invisible Life, Life of, of Addie LaRue. LaRue in case she hasn't read that book. Yeah. And as I recall, I liked Sea Wife a lot more than you, you did. did. Yeah, you did. But, but we have the author interview on a little Lori and Julia yeah. book club here at My Tech And this Paradise series is really fun, really soapy. I can see this being on ABC it would be fantastic. as a nighttime soap. It would be so good.
That was Ellen Hildebrand, if you were just joining us. She's dynamite. I know. We always love to just talk to her about books. Okay, listen, we come back. Let's talk about the CMAs. This is not KQ Country, uh, whatever station. That is Charlie Pride, who was honored last night at the CMAs, um, singing his big... One of his big hits, he had 36 number one hits for RCA. Only, I think he and Elvis were the most number one. And I remember my grandma loved Charlie Pride. I never, I I know the name. I know what he looks like. You know that song a little bit. Uh, Anyway, he's 86. He performed last night. Everyone gave him a standing ovation. People had tears in their eyes. Because prior, up until COVID, he was still, you know, going out and hitting the road a little bit. But he's really legendary in uh, country. So it was just nice to see everybody singing along. And I thought that would be a good song for Kelly Clarkson to cover or, you know, like do an update of that song. Because it's such a great song. So pretty. But anyway, I did. Rocco, did did you yes. call Ellen back? Did she? I did. She, you know, she her cell lost a signal there. Yeah. Okay. I told her that you guys loved her, that you remembered her name is now Ellen. Yeah. You wrote it down somewhere. And yeah. And did you and tell her the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? I. It was too long for me to remember. Yeah. I know. Okay. And that's what it. I thought. I'll too. tweet her. Okay. Do that. I'll that's do what that. I thought too. To give that book some love because her endorsement of any kind of a story is amazing. Yeah. Anything with the author. So anyway, so yeah, the CMAs uh, they did. A socially distanced red carpet in Nashville. It was the first show to have a live audience. I think um, over at uh, the American Music Awards, they're paying attention to what Twitter had to say because Twitter had a lot to say about the CMAs Did they, last they night. Say? Um, but yeah, well, what they basically it was a COVID super spreader event is how Twitter well, felt about it. But 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 so what was released. And about a couple times was every all the precautions they took up front. Every single person went who went had a COVID test. Every single person had multiple ones. If you were presenting and performing, okay, I know all that because they they've responded with that because of how last okay how basically in real time social media was reacting to this because all of the stories all week long leading to the CMAs were about. Um, all the people that were dropping out because they had the COVID. Sure. So it's, you know, would have been a better thing to promote all of the, that we did testing. I, well, I read it in places, uh, but yeah. You know, yeah. just ahead of time and stuff because people, and then Reba, Reba Kat, McIntyre, okay, she and Darius Rucker mm-hmm. hosted the show. It's first time that Carrie Underwood, last year Carrie was solo host. It's her 12th year because right. remember she and Brad Paisley. Forever. 11 year, and they were so funny together. Yeah. But they, she, you know, this year she's probably relieved she didn't have to do that one and hand it over to Reba and Darius. But then Reba did have a cough, and um, this was also the thing that everybody was talking mm-hmm. about. It's one of the highest honors anyone in country music could ever receive, the Willie Nelson this Lifetime is- Achievement Award. <coughs> Excuse me. Not a good time to do that, is it? She was fasting. Sorry. Oh, I know. And, of course, I popped in her hand and then put her hand back on the microphone. And it's Charlie Pride, who's 86, 
who's being introduced and going up on stage and people are like, oh my God, she, she was so COVID. far away from him. No, I, I watched know. this in real time. I mean, Lori, it was 50 yards away. You I mean, gotta just understand, Julie, understand. the perception right now with it. all the... I get it. Uh, you know, everything. But and here's what I think is hard, is that, um, you know, we talked about Carrie Underwood doing such a good job and other people. It's very... I think it would be very hard to do the jokes and everything with with no. Co- well, they didn't do that much joking. Yeah, they had a last few. At the uh, just a few, you know, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like as zingy, and so they did do that. And I thought she and uh, Darius were very good as uh, co-hosts, and whoever uh, has done a little here and there to Reba, I mean, she looks amazing. She does look amazing, and she introduced <laughs> her new boyfriend. Oh, did he? Was oh, he on the red yeah, carpet? No, he's sitting in there, and she says, and everyone wants to know who this guy is. That's my new guy, kind of. Okay. And then here... I the- love the red carpet pictures that we posted, because they it- even changed. A lot of them changed, even though it was this socially distant. There weren't that many people in there. Right. But if you were performing, they changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here is um, Reba and Darius Rucker saluting Mac Davis, who passed away recently, with the song that he wrote, that Elvis made famous, in the ghetto. Okay. Lyrics are so sad, and I don't know. I don't know. If, I never. I, if there like was said, another Mac Davis song they could have sung or something. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When one. Charlie Pride um, accepted his um, Willie Nelson Lifetime Achievement Award or whatever it was called, I mean, he, damn. He he wrote he wrote names down, so and he t- kept talking about how nervous he was, you know. And he's won so many awards and hosted the CMAs way back in the day and stuff. Yeah. But again, his age and everything, he was so sweet. It really was. It was amazing. really sweet. And he just kept, kept saying, look at my handshake. I'm so <laughs> nervous. But I have to thank these people. Yeah. I didn't know one of them. Yeah. Um, they were just people that, you know, because he was a professional baseball player, mm-hmm. which I didn't know about. Yeah. He is quite a story. It was. It and was, then the fact that he had 36 number one hits. Didn't you know. know? I mean, there's think of how many. There's not a lot of people that have mm-hmm. that kind of. To go to number one. No. You know? And if we can just be catty tacky for just a yes, second. Let's because be. it's it's expected. Um, Melanda. Melanda. M- Miranda. <laughs> you're combining Miranda Lambert into Melanda. I, I like it. Miranda. Just La- call her Melanda from now on <laughs> and we'll know who you're talking about. Melanda. She's <laughs> so pretty. but And she wore this beautiful dress. And you can see it's posted. Um, this pink, really beautiful dress. But it had on the shoulder pads. 80s and, shoulder pads. But not even rounded and nice looking. They were, they were just the kind of 80s, Jackson. the wing ones. They're like, called Futuristic Angles, is the new name of the shoulder pad that's sharp and jetty. And it made her look, because she's broad like you and I, and you just can't wear them. And broad then, shoulder. Yeah. And then she wore them again when she performed in another dress. Because she's. For, that was from Wilson's Leather, circa 1980 something. That was one unbelievable cowbell of a dress it was unbelievable she doesn't melanda Melanda Melanda. has beautiful boobs and those shoulder pads drew uh, your eyes up to the shoulders it it really i don't understand she's so pretty anyway anyway so people were yelling at the cmas last night and i hope the amcs are taking note and i was everyone was mad that eric church won entertainer of the year and not melanda or carrie Carrie Wood. Yeah. <laughs> nice shoulder pads. Right. And, no, futurist. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub 
a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home. Or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.